0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to I Love You Anyway. My name is Justin White, and you may have noticed that the uh, identity of this show has undergone a transformation of sorts. Um, New name, new logo, kind of a new spirit to the show, I'm hoping. Uh, Something reflective of my own personal growth and Understanding of self um, there have been some major shifts in my life and in my consciousness over the past couple years few years and um, I feel like the whole planet is going through some major shifts as well and everybody's feeling this sort of weird uh, I don't know unveiling of sorts I feel like there's stuff that's being revealed uh, about all of us and about us collectively and now's our chance to take a look at that stuff like really take a look at it and uh, make some changes for the better so uh, that's the idea behind the new identity and um, I hope that I can live up to the name it's a it's a challenge for me uh, on a daily basis to be loving toward the things that I don't seem to like, if you know what I mean. I have no problem being loving to people I love or, you know, animals, all animals. But, um, hmm. some, some people or some behaviors are just really hard to take and it's hard not to judge people. So... I'm trying not to judge people, and I think that one of the best ways to stop doing that is to learn more about different people and how they see the world and how they process their experiences. And it's also just really fun to talk to people and get to know them on a deeper level and hear their stories and what they think about, how they view themselves, how they view everything. Uh, So that's why I'm here. Give people a place to do that And I hope they feel safe and comfortable And free To express themselves as who they truly are So with that Let me introduce my guest My friend Milo Whom I've known uh, His entire life I actually met his parents about 30 years ago Before he Entered his current expression of consciousness And um yeah, he's grown up to be an exceptionally kind and thoughtful and interesting uh, and intelligent adult being. So I'm happy to know him. I love his entire family. And let's talk to him. We're going to talk about his music. He let me use a few of his tracks for interludes. So after you hear him describe what he does, then you'll know which ones are his and which one is mine. Uh, please excuse the slight echo on my end. I did something weird with the my little digital input. Um, I think I get used to it and uh fix it next time. Okay. Let's get to it. This is my old friend Milo Wolf. It's nice to finally have you here. For however long it's been since we talked about it.
1: Yeah, you know, I was just actually thinking about that today, and it's been exactly one year since we were supposed to do it.
0: Is that right? We were gonna yeah. do it on, on New Year's Eve last
1: year. I'm pretty sure it was either the thirty-first or the thirtieth when I was up in Fremont, but I came down with that flu.
0: That's crazy. Well, I guess time time sometimes works. In its own ways, I guess it always does, actually. Yeah, I, I always think it's kind of funny when I mean I understand why people talk about um, you know this year sucked. I can't wait till next year. It's going to be so much better. I understand mm-hmm. the idea like you want to be hopeful. Yeah, but the idea that anything ever works according to our calendar is just kind of silly to me.
1: Yeah, it's like we're throwing like we're throwing darts at a dartboard that we don't even know the rules to the game.
0: Right, exactly.
1: But I think what what is interesting about this year that in my own experience is the, the moon cycles. Like the full moons, I've felt really strange every full moon. Oh, really? And, uh, like you
0: physically felt it, you mean?
1: Like almost like I get all this built up energy before the full moon, like whether that's clearing out mental space or changing stuff in my life around. But then once the full moon hits, it feels like this release and it's happened like multiple times this year
0: that's bizarre what, yeah. uh how does it release? like what does it feel like what's the release like
1: it feels like when you like download a new update for your phone and it's like installing it's taking forever but when it finally installs you like all the new features and you like how it's running
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a good analogy
1: that's the best i can describe it
0: but do you like all the emojis sometimes i don't like the new emojis
1: oh yeah yeah some of the new emojis are I don't. I don't really have a use for them.
0: No, I don't have a use for ninety percent of the emojis. But I, I still use the ones that I use a lot.
1: Maybe that's why, I like the Egyptian hieroglyphics, are only like a bunch of symbols repeating. Like you always see the same symbols because they. Because
0: that's all there are. Those
1: are their favorite emojis.
0: Yeah, I always wonder who gets to choose. Like, what's what gets put in there? it seems like they leave out some obvious things but then they put in some really abstract ones yeah so anyway what do you feel like talking about um do you have anything in mind you want to talk about your album that just came out
1: yeah i definitely want to talk about that and you know see where that conversation goes
0: you want to talk about like how it how it came about or some themes within or anything like that
1: yeah um so it came up i mean this out al, this album's so like important to me I, I feel like in my opinion this is like what i would call like an origin story of like a you know for the comic book like this is like years and years of making music leading up to releasing this album and getting together songs that you know i felt proud enough to release as a project nice. um but it really started out like when i was 16 and i met um my best friend, Justice, uh, also known as Alien Kane on the album. That's his um, stage name. And once I met him in high school, we started hanging out like every day. And one day he goes, uh, hey, I'm going to get this uh, USB mic and I'm going to start making songs Like, uh, because we were obsessed with these rappers like Chief Keef and and Lil Durk and all these up and coming rappers from america we were, we were we loved watching their videos and one day he just goes i'm gonna get a mic and i'm gonna start recording songs just like them and i was like really bro that's that's sick and the very next day i come over to his house and he he already has like two or three songs that he's already made and oh shit. and from that point on it was just like every single day we were making songs we were writing lyrics we were you know whatever
0: had you been doing that already before he started or was he the inspiration
1: He was definitely the inspiration. I mean, I had always been dabbled with music since I was little, little because my dad being into music and um, doing a school band in elementary school and middle school and stuff. So like I knew how to read music and I knew, you know, stuff like that at a young age. But I never until I met him even entertained the thought of like, oh, I can actually make my own music. I can create my own original stuff and express myself in the world.
0: Wow, that's cool. That's cool that he just said, "I'm gonna do it," and then he did it.
1: Yeah, he was like, he was like that with everything. He was like, "Oh, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a clothing brand. All right, here's what we gotta do. Boom, boom, boom." Like,
0: wow. And yeah. uh, and and you lost him recently, tragically, right?
1: Yeah, um, a couple of years ago, he uh was killed in uh some gun violence.
0: I'm um, really sorry, man. It's, yeah. Uh, Uh, So it seems like the album is largely dedicated to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The whole, I mean, it like, it's such a deep concept because it relates so closely to my own life that I don't know. It, it's hard. It's hard for me to put it into words, like what, what the album really means to me, but it's just like, almost like just an infinite love dedication to him and his inspiration. And, you know, him inspiring me to make music and everything that comes with that.
0: Right. Yeah, I've only, I listened to it all the way through once, but I need to give it more time and and sit with the lyrics and stuff. But I did hear a few references to Justice. and. uh,
1: Yeah, he's on, he's on, I think, uh, five or six tracks. And then he has a interlude, which is like a solo track, which was one of the last songs he recorded before he passed away. So... That's what's cool about the album is that as I was kind of putting these songs together, I started to notice like this kind of story being told, but it was my own story that I was seeing being told through me collecting these songs. And as that, you know, kind of fit into place, I, I got these 16 songs that were for sure going to be on the album and I'm, and I laid them all out in the order that I wanted. And they kind of like fell into place in terms of like, being in little four four song chunks of like like I call them chapters I guess like book chapters
0: yeah I like that
1: and and yeah once I kind of grouped them into those four chapters the rest kind of like told itself
0: and you feel like each of those like sets of four kind of hold together as their own storyline yeah.
1: yeah it's weird because when I was putting it all together I didn't even really think about it I just kind of went with like what would be cool as a first track what would be cool as a last track you know listening to people that have been hearing a lot of the songs what they think you know different songs kind of fit where all that mm-hmm. type of stuff and then once I got the four chapters out I realized like the first chapter the first four songs one there there's some of my most recent songs like I think uh, two out of four were made this year and the other two were made at the end of 2019. Um, so the first song is my, mo- the first chapter is my most recent songs, but it also, I feel like best represents my kind of s- the sound that I'm trying to create.
0: Nice. I yeah. like the uh, I, I got to go back again. Like I say, but I liked, uh, I liked what I was hearing. There's some really nice sounds and oh nice you got good flow. You nice. Fit- yeah Thank you. um yeah so uh well what else, i mean there are some other concepts going on in there too do you want to talk about that or you want to talk about how it's interlaced with your life oh yeah so
1: yeah i kind of uh fell off track for a second but yeah so the first chapter is like my sound best some summarized in four songs i guess and that's i call it spirit trap it's like spiritual trap music um
0: what now can you just describe for the listener what trap oh, yeah, music yeah. is?
1: What? so trap music there's kind of two forms of trap music there's trap music like edm drums like crazy dubstep type trap music and then there's other trap music which is like rap trap music which is like rapping or singing over really hard-hitting 808 beats with really like you know hip-hop real drums and stuff like that Mm-hmm. and then a lot of trap music also has rap trap music has auto tune and you know stuff like that and certain concepts and certain themes but i like to play with those themes and kind of work 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 in spiritual messages with the trap beats and that's kind of how my sound originated
0: nice and, and what is the what what would you say is your spiritual lens mm. okay I know it's um, not an easy question to answer yeah. but i mean i talked to you Many years ago at my brother's opening in LA. Um, yeah, we were wow. Talking about some alien stuff and some, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different time space continuum stuff. And I'm just curious to know mm-hmm. where you are now with that stuff.
1: Wow. So, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, I've definitely had some experiences that have radically shifted my not only spiritual lens, but just conscious lens on reality. Um,
0: Let's hear about those.
1: So I guess there's actually a song in the album, which is called Realization, which kind of summarizes an experience that I had. Let me think earlier this year, actually. No, I'm lying. It wasn't earlier this year. It was it was last year in August. I was basically at my friend's house just uh, hanging out. We were smoking a little weed just talking about life and all of a sudden, like I entered this like flow state, like I can only describe it as like when you're super into your creative process or you're like working super hard on a project and you're in the zone or whatever.
2: Right.
1: I entered like this flow state in the middle of the conversation where like my friends were asking me questions and I literally came up with the answer, like whatever answer they needed to hear or whatever the, you know, whatever, like I was just flowing words out of my mouth. And that was going on for like an hour and a half. We were just having this beautiful conversation about, you know, everything like alien, space time continuum, all that stuff. Uh And, and, um, I got up to go to the bathroom. I started to like have a slight panic attack and I also had to go to the bathroom from talking for so long. So I go to the bathroom and it's my friend's house who I've known for a little bit. I've known since high school, but I'd never been in his house before. And I go into his bathroom, and I start getting the strongest deja vu like I've ever gotten in my life.
0: Um, That's crazy. I love deja vu. Yeah,
1: deja vu. That's that's one of the concepts I always, like, every time I get that feeling, I I love to explore it as deep as I can. But this time was different. It was like this creepy deja vu, like, almost like sinister in nature. And a little backstory is that ever since – I've been like a little kid. I've always had this weird fear that I was gonna die in a bathroom. Really? Yeah. It's this, and I, and tracing it back, it actually originated from this, uh, this movie called Big Fish, where like these kids meet this witch or something, and she tells them how they're gonna die, and one of them dies in the bathroom on the toilet. And I think for some reason that always haunted me as like a young
0: kid or something. You saw it when you were little, and it, and it's yeah, like seven years
1: old or something. I, I saw this know. movie maybe. And it so it's always, always stuck with you. me. So when I get into this bathroom, that feeling is like so strong. I'm like literally convinced my brain has convinced my entire being that I'm going to die in this bathroom right now. I'm freaking out. I'm like looking in the mirror, like I'm trying to control my breathing. Like it's nothing, none of my, you know, useful depression, anxiety, coping mechanisms really were helping so I kind of like stumble out of the bathroom. I go to my friends. I'm like I'm like I feel I feel sick. Like something's wrong. Like I feel like I'm dying. They're like what's wrong? What's wrong? Like I'm like I don't know, but like I can't even explain. They're like did you take something? Did you eat something weird? Like what? I'm like no, no, I'm completely sober aside from like one hit of weed, you know. And and they're like okay, what should we do? And I'm like just drive just drive me home. I don't feel like I'm safe enough to drive, you know. So um my friends drive me home and the soon the second I get To my house, like the weight starts to lift. Like as we're driving to my house, the weight of this like immense feeling that I just am dying or died or whatever is slowly lifting. And I get back to my house and my friends drop me off and we get out of the drive we get out of the car, we walk up the driveway, they're like talking to me, like, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Like, hope you feel better, get some sleep. And um my friend looks at my cats and he goes, You know what's interesting? Someone someone once told me, they said, if you can understand cats you can understand the entire universe and as soon as he said that it's like this thing clicked in my brain like like what Eckhart Tolle describes as like just this like click happened where this like immense love just flowed into my consciousness and I was completely sober at this point like the weed had worn off the panic attacks going away like this is you know it was
0: that's awesome
1: this immense love started flowing into my being. Like I started laughing. I look at my friends. I'm like having like almost like psychedelic experience, but in real time, completely sober, completely conscious of it.
0: And what were were your friends reacting to your, to your sudden shift of what happened then? It's almost like
1: they were waiting for me to like shift. They're like, okay, now he's with us. Okay. Like, we'll see you later. Like peace out, bro. Like, and as they walked away, like, I just got this immense feeling of love and awareness. And the weird thing is, like, I've had certain experiences like that through meditation or, you know, taking mushrooms or whatever. And this was different. This was, like, I can't even describe it. I did some research after it passed, which was actually seven days later. And people just said it's, like, called, like, satori or, like, a glimpse of whatever the truth is, you know, whatever. But all I can put it... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, All I can put it into words is just like infinite love, which is like where I kind of got the whole concept for my album. Or well, not concept, but the title and the energy, I guess.
0: Got it. So wait, you said it lasted for seven days? It was, it was insane.
1: Seven days. Like I would wake up and I would just like walk around my room and see like the tiniest like little bird fly at the window. I'd burst out into laughter and feel like this immense love for life and gratitude for breathing every single breath like, and this and the weird thing was I would even walk around like town like I would go to the mall I went to my sister's dance recital like everything around me was reflecting this infinite love but it had always been like this it's not like I had gained some knowledge I had just pulled back some curtain and I could now see like the love flowing through everything
3: I'm ready to break Take my life for a spin one day I can try yours, we can trade pain. What goes up, must come down I'm not dumb, I've been around Roll one up, burn one down Ooh. I might do the dash Brand new map, black Bentley, I might smash Right through the atmosphere, a few into the past so
1: what do you think what are you what's your
0: thinking about deja vu since we mm. found out so good
1: deja vu i feel like well in in i took french in high school and in in high school we learned that deja vu means already seen deja already vu is the past tense of to see right so the definition is like something that you've already seen but then it happens to you again so every time i get deja vu i like to like do this check that i read one time which says so like just ask yourself have i ever been in this place before ever have ever been with these people around me have i ever you know experienced this thing that's causing the deja vu or whatever because like sometimes i'll get oh sorry what'd you say
0: well i do the same thing i didn't just instinctively i I just want to know like is this real or am i making this up and if it's somewhere I've never been before and I'm certain of that at least in this lifetime Mm. then how do you explain like how could you explain this that's my favorite
1: part so the 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 deja vus that are like the ones that you can't explain and make no sense yeah I literally feel like you're shifting through parts of the multiverse
3: like live
1: and you're literally live experiencing the shift where usually you won't experience the shift
0: right like there would just be this little blip that you might mm. miss. but Exa- Like not a not glitch, but yet. we're actually
1: seeing like the glitch in the matrix or whatever.
0: Right. That's cool. Yeah, that's how it's always felt to me. And I, and I actually don't really want any scientific explanation because mm-hmm. uh, I don't really buy it. I just don't yeah. think... I mean, even if it is like a chemical misfire or something, how do you explain that there are scenes that you know you couldn't have experienced before because they were, you were in a new place or with new people. Exactly, exactly. So is it a past life thing? Is it a is it a parallel life thing? Is it some complete Both. fabrication that you somehow integrate into your current setting? I don't know. I think it's all really cool, though.
1: Yeah, and, and that's exactly what you said about, like, not even wanting to know an explanation, just going for the actual experience of it. Yeah. that's something I've really had to learn, especially after that ex- that seven day experience I had was like, I was looking for meaning. I was like, what is this? Like I was putting labels on it. Like, is it that, is it this? Like, like what I was trying to describe it to people and we're, like, just how I was trying to describe it to you earlier. Like I can just say infinite love is the two words that best summarize the experience, mm-hmm. but it did all- reach a point where like me trying to explain it actually took away from it. And in, in a sense,
0: you know, Totally, yeah. It's like trying to write down a dream. You mm, yeah. Never really capture the emotional content or the the yeah. magic of it. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Well, I once had a, a deja vu with someone else who was also having the same deja vu. Which what? Pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's I've never heard of that happening.
0: I hadn't heard it either until it until we were experiencing it. And, um, that is so strange. Yeah, it was with the it was with the an ex girlfriend, and it was sort of as we were just getting, we, I think we were just kind of falling in love with each other, and uh, wow, it was as we were saying goodbye one night, and we both were just standing in this doorway of a house that she was cat sitting in. It wasn't anywhere that we like spent time together. We had just met, you know, mm-hmm. and we both had a deja vu at the exact same time. Whoa. Because I said I was like, "This is weird." I'm having a deja vu, and she said, "Me too." It's like she, she was like, "I'm too right now." And then the thing I always like to do with deja vu is see if you can just follow it where it like it, it's so weird. It comes to a point where you can hear yourself speaking what you're about to say, and you can actually choose to stick to the script or go Whoa. back, you know, like change it to something else. Like you see
1: the path choices laid out, or.
0: Sort of, or it just feels like right at this moment, like if I say this thing, that'll mm. be the playing out of the rest, like whatever the deja vu is.
1: Whoa. But, I, but I have
0: like the will to change it. That's
1: so crazy because I was actually just playing this video game where you can access like these little memory clips and like you can either play the main course of it, what happened or you can play like
0: the oh, external
1: information.
0: Yeah, I've played that. that. You do like a little rewind thing to change the course of,
1: yeah, exactly. That's cool. That kind of reminded me of that, what you just told me.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're so short that you don't even... The fact that you can even have consciousness about it while it's happening mm-hmm. and, you know, enough to say this is a deja vu is weird enough because it's usually over as soon as you say that.
1: Yeah, but, and, but, and also, like, I like to believe that everything in consciousness is meant to happen it's meant for the evolution of consciousness so then i asked myself what is the evolutionary purpose of deja vu is it making us like you know think outside the box for a split second is it you know uploading yeah. some information into us like i don't even know know, yeah. there's so yeah. many rabbit holes
0: i like that though i like that idea that i mean i think it's true that consciousness is expressing in all these different ways all the time and what and however it expresses is a true expression of it yeah but and and it's a way that you know because we like to differentiate between this and that and you know put ourselves on teams and separate you know it's really easy to use language to make certain expressions of consciousness not okay while other ones are okay yeah but the truth is that it's all necessary i think yeah exactly we're we're learning as we go you know you learn how to not do something bad by seeing something bad happen you
1: know yeah exactly like when i first would get into spiritual books and teachings and the concept of duality always tripped me out i'm like but then i realized that duality this and that separation that is necessary to realize unity you would never know what perfect unity felt like if you weren't separated and fell from the cradle you know
0: right yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, I mean, that—that that is what some people say. Life is—is is just the separation from, from the source, like that. All of consciousness expressing through all of us, is our mm. little experiment. Our, you know, it's sort of how we're figuring out wow. why it is that we want to return to the light. Yeah, but like wow. you have to you have to experience the the nasty stuff along the way to understand that that's not where you want to. That's
1: not the path we want to take. Yeah. And and like what you said about it being necessary, that's that's always a concept that me and Justice talked about. Like everything, every time something crazy would happen, whether it be like some running onto some bad luck or you know, meeting a celebrity. like we would always meet celebrities. He had this like weird energy where he would run into celebrities like every couple of days. Uh-huh. But whatever it was that was happening, we'd always go like, everything happens for a reason. Like we just look at each other and be like, it was like a catchphrase, you know, like everything happens for a reason, like, oh, well. And then what we later realized is that everything happens for a reason, but we're not meant to know that reason necessarily during this life or that experience or this part in your life, you know, or whatever.
0: Right. Yeah. It doesn't always correlate to the, to the current moment. Yeah. The thing that's happening to you that maybe doesn't fit with, your expectations you know what you wanted to happen mm-hmm. it's really hard to accept that that might actually be what you needed instead yeah of, you know what you wanted
1: yeah definitely definitely lessons i've had to learn
0: <laughs> well you have learned them pretty early for in the grand scheme of a life you know that's that's a you're young to be having these discussions i think unless you know a lot of mm-hmm. people your age talking about this kind of stuff but
1: I mean, I, I do, but it's, it's always like, more like conspiracy type type stuff, at least with people my age.
3: Yeah.
1: Like maybe more like aliens, like reptilians, more like conspiracies type stuff that, you know, I love to research and talk about. But more recently, I'm just really into like understanding consciousness and my own consciousness, that being the consciousness of everyone around me, you know, and every living thing around me.
0: Right. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm talking about. That's a big concept, and that's not something that a lot of people mm. are thinking about in their regular day-to-day, you know?
1: I feel that. But yeah, I that's think that's be, what I'm here for. That's why I'm here to make music. Hopefully, you know, can, can help some people. Off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. That's, that's kind of what I'm doing with my stuff, too. Definitely,
1: it's, dude. Exactly, with this podcast, with everything.
0: Yeah, I just think that's what creativity is, is for to sort of, you know, connect yeah. with each other and bring bring everybody into a new way of of seeing stuff just through all these different perspectives.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like a back to that's perfect intro back to the multiverse is that we're seeing from these different perspectives, we're living in a universe, but at the same time it's it's fractal, meaning within each universe is a multiverse, and within each multiverse is infinite universes. So we're living in a universe but we're also living in our own separate multiverses like we call it the our bubbles or whatever.
0: Right. But yeah, I like I like that idea. I, I mean the, the idea of the universe being fractal is pretty cool to think about. Mm-hmm. And it seems seems likely if we if everything we know or have ever known all exists in this tiny little speck. Mhm. Uh I don't know. I feel like you can actually I feel I feel like humans are the are the one being that yeah. we're aware of that's just like inventing stuff in their consciousness, in their in their thinking mind. Yeah. And then manifesting it in real life. Exa-
1: oh my god, yes. That's the one difference between humans is that we're tapped into the manifestational reality of Earth, but we're also tapped into the uh, what's it called? Oh, so what I'm looking for, like the possibility realm where like we potential. can grab any idea and, and potential exactly. And then bring that potential into the manifestational realm and, you know, play it like a playground.
0: Right. Yeah. I feel like that's what people are doing sort of in cycles over and over again. And, yeah. And and if you can imagine it happening, then it can happen.
1: But the cycles, the cycles are actually completely unique to the moment every single time, which is what I've been intrigued about recently is that every conscious experience is completely unique, meaning it's all infinite.
0: How, how do you mean? I mean, can you extrapolate more on that idea?
1: Just something about the fact that ev- every, not only every present, mo- every present moment in each of our own lives is unique, but every expression of the human or, whatever kind of consciousness is unique.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I I grapple with that as well, because if we're, if you're talking about unity among all conscious life, including Mm -hmm. even inanimate stuff or whatever, just like all matter, um, then I wonder, are we by, by thinking that we're unique or by claiming things to be unique, are we, Mm are we actually creating more of a separation? You know? mm. Or, I mean, I agree. I do think that it's, I certainly feel like everybody has a unique perspective and whatever, you, you know, your version of your life or anybody's, anything you see, whatever your version is, is going to be a little different yeah. than everybody else's. But I feel like collectively they sort of all point to the same thing. Um, yeah. And, I mean, infinite love is a pretty, is a pretty great, uh, sort of, if you have to summarize the whole thing that you're going for in terms of a life experience or a a musical project or whatever, that's a pretty great Mm -hmm. place to live. Yeah. Um, I don't know
1: about integrating that experience into actual life and, you know, whether that's meditating or, making music or you know smashing a bunch of shit or whatever you know whatever you do to express your express yourself
0: let's talking about let's talk about smashing a bunch of shit and then we'll come back to meditation (laughs) do you do do that as a way of venting because that's something i've done in my past
1: um i have before like you know punching a fence or like something like that but i think recently it's more like i love video games for that type of stuff because it's all virtual and You know, you can just play whatever kind of game you want.
0: You can work out your violent urges. And video
1: games are like, to me, the prototypes of the Matrix. Like we're seeing us learning how to create multiverses right now in live time with video games and computers and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's true. There's like the second life and the third life and the life within that life. Yep, like the office, the uh, second life. The That's right. Uh, That's all. <laughs>
1: and everything is the exact same except he can fly. <laughs> That's the best.
0: He still made himself <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. <laughs>
3: <laughs> life moving at a faster pace. It's hard to even keep track these days. Come streets for me, I'm taking care of shit for you Messages from above tell me what I'm supposed to do I never know what's good for me, never know what's false or true I no longer had a doubt, I'ma figure it out even if it kills me They gon' find me dead in a pool, I feel like Ryan Reynolds I'm on my perfect level, I'm going interstellar I got a lot to handle, I love it if you meddle The world's a perfect mirror, I ain't just like Helen Keller if I said it then I meant it, this body rented. let Life fast now, hard to keep track now Rat race so insane, let the lighthouse get the way. Life moving at a faster pace It's hard to even keep track these days I will never get caught in the rat race I will always have you back till I fade away Life moving at a faster pace It's hard to even keep track these days I will never get caught in the rat race I repeat the phrase. Time to boss up, or I waste my days. Caught up in what could have been, or how I could have gone differently. But everything happened, in perfectly in sync. Like the boy band. They be like, damn, how'd that boy get the bands? Sticking to the plan, put my heart in the faith. All hope for the future, like Kane. No death equals my life outside of this place. faster these I never get
0: caught the rat I mean it's true that, that it, we, so many of us maybe all of us live like a big chunk in, in fantasy land we live a yeah. big part of our life in fantasy of one kind or another and uh, even if it's just about the given moment or day where you just like yeah, this is what I think life should be or will be, and then you're you're really just imagining it based on what you've yeah. already
1: experienced. It's like we're not even building the multiverse; we're already in it.
0: Or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, just by being, I think we're creating yeah. more opportunity, more potentialities. You know, more, yeah. more ways of being just by having so many of us and always multiplying and always, you know, mm-hmm. if if it is truly a unique experience for every single bit of life. Uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of insane to contemplate.
1: Yeah. Like what kind of supercomputer would you have to have to encapsulate? Yeah. Every unique experience from the beginning of, you know, the big bang or whatever.
0: Yeah. Which is why I don't think it's really like that. Like I, exactly. I think even the language language that we use to mm-hmm. describe stuff pretty much all, well always falls a little bit short. You know, yeah that's when I encompass. was
1: first getting into spiritual stuff I always heard about that like the simulation theory but as I really explored it more and kind of added my own spiritual perspective onto it it it, it seemed just so like dead or kind of like un, I don't know uninspiring like okay we're in a, we're in a simulation what does that mean like what does the word simulation mean to you you know just breaking down that whole pop concept of you know we're in a simulation or whatever
0: right. And it's also weird that somebody would believe in that but wouldn't believe in God.
1: Yeah, like isn't the simulation God then? Yeah,
0: like who's who's running the simulation if it's not some, you know, other mm-hmm. being, some entity that we can't
1: quite uh, define. And it's not even who's running the simulation, but who's running the simulation and who's in the simulation right now? <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know enough about it to expound on the theory, but I just know that it, mm. for me, it found it falls short of what the whole experience is. Yeah, because it's trying to put it within a framework that already exists, and I don't think that we have an existing framework for to describe what life is really all about. Mm. I, I think- like
1: to always go into the into the words of it, like like simulation okay what is a simulation like a holographic projection of you know the appearance of physical reality or whatever but again a holographic projection that is and that is a fractal that is infinite you know that's goes back to what we were talking about earlier
0: right so we might all just be holographs
1: it's like we're all saying the same exact thing but we're talking in different languages that we'll never learn the language of
0: Right, or we will, but it'll just take a long, long time. Mm, I think we are coming wow. around to understanding one another better, but yes. it's but we have to go through the process of not understanding one another for yeah. a really long time, in Awkward. all the different, you know, all the different uh, dynamics and incarnations that those relationships can take. Yeah, and then you work it out one by one, or sometimes in leaps. You know, sometimes a figure comes along who can phrase something in just such a way that a whole shitload of people get it yes exactly so i mean i think that's pretty cool that that's available to us and and really it could be anyway any anybody you know it could be yeah there there could be a christ figure among us at any Mm. time somebody walking around being the best they can possibly be and whoever happens to rub up against them gets a little bit of that. You know, it's, it's like when they say Christ is coming back.
1: Yeah. But, but in all of us, not in like a physical form of Jesus that we see that image of, you know, right. It's like the second coming of Christ is us realizing that we are all Christ consciousness and we always have been or whatever that may entail.
0: Yeah. And, and it's hard for people to hear Christ without immediately thinking mm. of religion and, you know, for a lot yeah. of people that triggers all kinds of stuff. Oh, so, yeah. But I think it's important to understand that the Christ aspect of, of Jesus Christ is just the true self. It's, mm. it's not like a title that you have to, it's not, you know, he's not the one and only Christ of all time. He's yeah. one man who was able to live in such a way that people could see the divine yeah and uh and like buddha
1: and like the other spiritual ascended masters he's just showing that hey i'm just a guy that lived this life if i can do it you can do it you know
0: yeah i mean i think that was his that was truly the message was like this is for anybody who wants it yeah i'm I'm not separate from you i'm not this like exalted figure Um, Mm. but, but i think people misinterpreted the whole his whole existence really yeah some people got it some people understood the teachings and stayed true to them but a lot of people it seems perverted them for their own needs Mm, yeah Yeah. the separation yeah i mean that's usually somebody somebody benefits from that if they can put themselves above another Mm, group or class or individual yeah but we'll eventually learn that that doesn't help in the long run it doesn't actually benefit you to su- subjugate someone else yeah it makes you both worse off
1: if anything it makes you worse off for
0: you know yeah
1: because it's your projection it's your choice
0: yeah yeah it's you're uh, definitely more uh, accountable or should be held accountable for that if that's your mode mm. I mean, I think that we have to learn that as a as a race. We don't need to subjugate one another in order to, to live in, yeah. you know, abundantly and in, in, in community. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a necessary part of being, but we've lived for so long thinking that it is that we just are repeating that story.
1: Yeah, and it's repeating and getting more and more intense until you know that the breaking point of the lesson finally being learned. And But like this one person said it, from this show called the oa they said you don't really know something until your entire body knows it so as humans we don't really learn something until the entire consciousness can grasp it or can feel it or you know
0: right yeah i don't know how that like if it's a matter of critical mass or what like i don't know what it is that allows for new potential except for uh, you know the I do know that the more you as an individual are going forth with the, that sort of loving and open and tolerant approach, the better life is going to be for you and for those around you. Mm-hmm. So, you get a whole bunch of people doing that, and we have billions of people to work with. You know, mm-hmm. if everybody wants to be nice, then I think we'll see a much better yeah. horizon for ourselves. I have faith, I do too. I just think it's um. It's a slow, it's a slow rolling story. And yeah. we might only be alive for a little part of it in the middle. We might not mm. see what, what the ending is, you know? Wow. But we still have to live as though that's important to us. You know, yeah. we have to care about the people who come after us. Yes, definitely. But that's hard to do when we're also being told to, you know, do for us, do for ourselves, you know, be, be an individual and take care yeah, of yourself. Individualism.
1: It's, it's the ultimate separation form of separation, you know?
0: Yeah. I think it's coming to an end. I think it's going to, I think actually we're going to be faced with things that will require us to, to come together. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. And it feels like all these lessons are all coming up all at once. You know, it feels so overwhelming, but it also feels like kind of like This can't just be a coincidence, you know. (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't feel like it could. I mean,
1: all these different. Me and Justice would always say there is no such thing as coincidence. You know, everything happens for a reason. That was like, you know, coincidences don't exist. Yeah. We call them synchronicities or whatever. Right.
0: Well, there. Yeah, there have been some spiritual authors authors, and teachers have talked about that. Um, But Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, if you believe in coincidence as just a thing that happens and and it doesn't mean anything, then that's probably how you'll experience that. Then that becomes
1: your objective reality. Your subjective reality eventually becomes your objective reality.
0: Yeah. If you believe in it enough and are convinced that that's just the way it is, then Mm -hmm. that is the way it is. Yeah. But it's not like that for everybody. So I think all of us could probably Mm do better at, allowing for people to have their own view of what if it is
1: what if it actually is that when you create a subjective reality you actually shift through the multiverse into that optimal timeline to fit that being the lesson you learn or the experience you have or whatever you know
0: (laughs) that's cool if you mean you as an individual you you meet the yeah. Like, you're,
1: of, like how we said deja vu is just like shifting through, like maybe that's also when you, any type of thought or any type of like energy you put out can co-create your surroundings or I don't know.
0: I like that. Yeah. I think that is what, I think we're all co-creating all the time. And um, mm. you know, I don't think that most of us think in those terms and we're creating without knowing that we are. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are just doing what they're doing and think it has no reach. It has no impact yeah. beyond their immediate surroundings. But what nice. they're actually doing is making a little category for people who behave this way and allowing mm-hmm. other people to see that and then saying, well, if he's doing it, then I guess I can do it. Like I'll be in that category too. It's apparently yeah. it's acceptable for us to behave like this now. So yeah. I think, I think that's the, the thing that people need to sort of wake the up ripple. to is that, that they're actually manifesting all the time with their yes. energy, like with whatever you're putting out. You're creating a, a situation in which that will be, you know, met with equal force or it will be, you know, mm. you walk around yelling insults at everybody. You're probably going to get some of that same negative attention back.
1: Oh, yeah. Love attraction for real.
0: But if you go around smiling and laughing and saying hi to people and looking them in yeah. the eyes and, you know, giving them some dignity and humanity and love, then I think it will also change in the same way. It'll reflect yes. that. To panic attacks and anxiety yeah. and stuff—is that something you've dealt with always, or what, what's the story? Um, that stuff—that's
1: happened as i gotten older. I didn't really have a lot of panic attacks when I was little, or that—that that I can remember. But definitely, as I've gotten older and become more conscious of reality and myself and the world we live in, I've definitely, you know,
0: noticed. Do you think there's anything? specific or was there any acute incident that triggered more mm. of that? Or did it was it like a slow building thing?
1: Uh, probably just like going through, going through high school, like all those yeah, that's experiences you have, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> going through high school and then just plopping out into the real world and going, Oh shit. Yeah. This is nothing like I thought.
0: Yeah. It's scary, but, man. It's hard to, um, I mean, for me it was, I, I remember being really, pretty freaked out by the idea of adulthood when I was Mm. a kid. Like I just, I knew I wanted to be an adult so that I wouldn't be because I wanted respect. I guess I didn't want to be like told what to do or talked down to. So I I looked forward to that, that aspect of it, but the responsibility part of it freaked me out. And then for me, I was coming up during the AIDS. Like I I was like just starting to think about having sex when the AIDS epidemic was and I was just about draft age when the cold war was heating up and oh my gosh and so there's other there's all this external stuff that really made me you know pretty petrified of the world but um, yeah but now i'm asking you because i'm wondering what your version of that is because there's i mean it seems like that's just kind of oh yeah
1: oh i totally know what you mean now yeah i guess it's like well for my generation or for our entire world right now it's like you know climate change the rise of fascism in you know developed countries stuff Mm -hmm. like that that kind of gets you the general panic but for me the real panic attacks always come with just like personal like mind warps of you know whatever yeah
0: yeah when you're tripping out about something that yeah i'm
1: tripping out or i'm scared or i think i'm gonna die or like <laughs> for me the worst panic attack i've ever had in my life was when i quit vaping i had a panic attack for four days straight where i literally like it was like the bathroom incident except for like four days of like panic attack like i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying
0: jesus what do you think but after was? four just days like... it
1: was just gone i think it was the chemicals in that shit i don't know because i've quit tobacco and that shit didn't happen but with the vape it was like at least three days of a panic attack. I I didn't work. I just like stayed at home and
0: it was like coming through all those, all that shit was just leaving your system and making your brain. Exactly.
1: And this was after Mm -hmm. the, the spiritual experience I had. So it's almost like maybe that was another clearing out or something, some type of expulsion. I I think
0: you're probably right. Now I've definitely heard people say that things, they'll have some big shift after they quit smoking or, you know, Mm. like some, Get rid of some weight that you've been carrying for a long time that may be yeah. represented in a bad habit, but, yeah. really, but really it was like an emotional, some baggage you were carrying. Wow. Definitely. Well, I'm glad you quit tobacco and vaping. That's good.
1: I quit vaping. Tobacco has been a harder one for me. Are you still? Um,
0: still I, was,
1: I quit for a while, but this is probably one of the hardest years to quit tobacco, you know? different situations have made me kind of fall back into, into that old habit. But at this point, I'm feeling good. I'm like, you know, I I feel like I don't need it anymore in my life.
0: That's good. I, I wholeheartedly encourage you to, to leave that one behind. Yeah. I definitely am grateful that I don't smoke anymore.
1: Yeah. It's hard for me, too, because I've always since I started smoking weed, I smoked tobacco. So they kind of have this weird relationship tied together in my brain, but I actually really enjoy, you know, at the end of the day, you know, taking a little hit of weed or whatever and kind of taking the edge off or, or connecting spiritually with your breath or whatever you may use weed for insomnia, you know, there's definitely is an aspect to weed that I really, you know, appreciate. And I don't know, it's, that's the hard part for me is being able to just, implement that in my life without having the nicotine demons, you know, calling my name.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tricky business when you start uh, coupling up your vices. Yeah, definitely. You got to take them one, one by one. Yeah. Well, well, wow. one way to look at it is that like you can pretty plainly see some benefits from weed, however you're using it. But what are the mm. benefits from smoking cigarettes? Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't see any. I don't know what like what that would, aside from just the quick little buzz. But dopamine, can, yeah, the quick dopamine. That's the only rational. But you're but you're you can, working on breathing techniques. You could get that, you know. Yeah. You could do that stuff and get yourself up into a, a much exactly. more heightened state without any of the cloudiness or the stinkiness. And it feels
1: like the further I fall from my daily meditation practice, the further I go back into old habits or stuff like that, you know.
0: I'm pretty sure there's a correlation there. <laughs> yeah, people. there's yeah. definitely a correlation there. Wait, you do yoga and heroin? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't see a lot of that. Like, uh, I mean, I guess we're all contradictions in one yeah. Way or another. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, like we're talking about the we're talking about fucking consciousness and spiritual. And then I'm like, yeah, but I but I'm still trying to quit tobacco. You know, we're all like it's like the picture of the of the Buddhist monk next to his next to his friend in regular clothes smoking a cigarette. It's like that's that. that's you though. Like you're the Buddha and you're the kid in the street clothes or whatever. You know,
0: right? Yeah, that's true. We all got it all, and that mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's how we can eventually come together and say, like, all right, whatever aspect of yourself you're expressing that I don't like, I I could probably look at myself and find it, you know. You yeah. Version
1: exactly. Of that. Everything that pisses you off in the world is something about you that is reflecting in the world that bothers you.
0: Yeah. And you're somehow complicit with it existing. Yes. You know, and you can externally
1: help. but not internally.
0: Well, and if you're aware of it, and you know you don't like it, then maybe you mm. can help somebody else who's going through that and doesn't. You know, I don't think people often like themselves when they're being assholes. You know, mm. they they might feel powerful or something. They might be getting their way, but they don't like themselves, and mm. uh, they need help. What they actually yeah. need is help to be more loving. You know, to understand that they don't have to be assholes to get what they want. Yeah. So if you're somebody if you've like seen it in yourself, then you can try to be a little more compassionate and empathetic for other people who are stuck in the sort of ugliness, you know?
1: Yeah. Find the similarities instead of the differences.
0: It seems to work like better. That. Yeah. I mean, and That's, just just to recognize that you're you play a part in somebody else's well being too. Yeah. And that's amazing if you're actually able to do that when you, you know, in response to somebody else doing something badly. If you're able to just immediately be like, oh, well, shit, how do I get back? How is this reflecting
1: that? on me? Yeah, because that's something that actually, that's a lesson that hit me when I was like 17. I was walking through this airport and I was like looking at people walking by me in the airport, you know, they're going to their flights, I'm leaving the airport. And I'm looking at all these faces and these little like quick flash judgments are coming to my head. Like, Oh, that person's kind of fat. Oh, that person's kind of ugly. or oh, oh, that person's not ugly. Like whatever, you know? And I'm realizing as I'm doing these like quick snap judgments, just like people watching, I'm like scratching my face and like picking my skin and like, like literally like at like it was perfectly correlated. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I as I, I was judging someone, I would scratch my face and cause my myself to break out in pimples or whatever, like yeah I
0: don't know. yeah, that makes sense to me and you like you were actually feeling uncomfortable doing it and it was yeah making... feeling
1: uncomfortable my own insecurity was being reflected in my mental process of like judging other people while I'm secretly you know insecure about me picking my skin or whatever.
0: right and really you you come to find that that's what everybody's bad behavior is about is about some yeah. insecurity that they are trying to compensate for. Wow. And if you could help them feel more secure rather than judge them for their trying, you know, their clumsy way of figuring it out, then yep. you might find that they can they'll be a better friend to you, you know, they'll be a little more yeah. thoughtful. Wow. Well, but it's a challenge. It's it's I mean it, it takes a long time, I think. It takes a lot it takes somebody saying, you know, hey, why don't you think about it this way? and see if that has any effect on them. And then maybe, mm-hmm. it, yeah, or vice versa. Like if something, I, I think back to stuff that people have said to me throughout my entire life. Like, I, like little, just little phrases have stuck with me and continued to be with me the whole time. So anytime I've learned something new that actually benefited me, I feel like I incorporate it and can call back on it whenever. It, i mm. just have to remember that, that that i learned that like i've already learned yeah. this thing i don't need to i don't need to keep trying you know well wow. but it's hard because you you're, like you're always being pulled back to your your ego and its desires and he you know supposed it needs
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, the ego the ego is a concept i like to I like to really meditate on too, because that's one of the whole processes of meditation for me is, is becoming aware of the unconscious and conscious, you know, ego throughout the day or throughout your present experience.
0: Yeah. How, how do you do that? Like, how do you implement that in your regular life?
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's about like doing things like meditation and stuff like that to, you know, help create like my my uh this one uh spiritual guy i talked to one time he said it's like about creating the space the presence between the ego thoughts and as you meditate though that space becomes bigger and bigger and you gain more of your true self's control back not even back but like it's not even control you know you just express your true self more the more you can become aware of your thought processes or what's going on 24 hours a day.
0: Right. Yeah, that's cool. But are you able to, like, when you're in the, mo- like, let's say you're driving and somebody cuts you off or flips you off or does something stupid, How are you able in that moment to pull back and react in a way that's not counterproductive?
1: Most of the time, no, I'm not able to, <laughs> you know, I'll yell right back and be like, what the hell are you doing, brother? Yeah. But... Um, I don't Are you know. Able to let it go
0: quickly or after you
1: know? it happens, I am able to understand what happened, why I reacted that way. That's something meditation has definitely helped with is being able to enter that state of self-reflection and say, oh wow, that yeah, that was my fault. I did I did kinda I was the asshole there or whatever.
0: Right. What if, what if it was nobody's fault? Mm. mm. <laughs> Cause wow. that's the thing I have to I, I have this so I'm so quick to lay blame, blame um, game, yeah. in, in lots of situations and it, it's happened so fast. It's, it is kind of upsetting actually because I'll, because I'll find myself, you know, even at home, nobody else around. I'll see something that's like whatever out of place or I don't remember putting it there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? You know, I'm like, just like instantly like <laughs> whose fault is this? You know, <laughs> Because it couldn't be you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, it, and then, I mean, it's super embarrassing when you realize it was you, but yeah. even if it wasn't you, who cares? Like the, yeah. thing the thing I'm trying to get to is like, it doesn't matter. You don't like exactly. that's not something you should be getting bent out of shape about. And it's why this, you, like human reflex almost? Yeah. But why, like, why am I so ready to put the blame on somebody else? It must be because I'm not willing to take it myself. You know, I'm not um, willing to take full accountability. And so to me, that reflects an overarching problem. Like that, that's something I need to look more deeply into yes. to, to find the roots of because it, because it's not somebody else's fault that I'm doing that. It's something in my worldview is telling me that like I'm right all the time and everybody else is wrong. And that's just not a good stance to take.
1: Yeah, and, and Mr. Super Ego
0: Trump himself is the
3: best at that. <laughs>
0: yeah he's he's brought it to new he's, heights he's, he's the master the of champion. that like yeah, yeah. And, if he wanted to be yeah if he ever wanted to be recognized for something that's that will be his greatest achievement the great
1: deflector
0: yeah he's pretty good that oh, wasn't me you could like catch him with a knife in somebody's back and his hand on it he oh, wasn't me no he threw his back
1: onto me i was just
0: polishing my knife right yeah i was just holding it here he lunged backward into. me <laughs> It, and probably he would get away with it because he's got some weird, like, you know, blessed existence in spite of all of his wrongdoing. Oh my gosh, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, he's. I mean, if you can, if you can't take that as an example of how, how not to be, yeah, then there's something. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with somebody that that doesn't see that as wrong, because they obviously aren't looking at their own shit if they think okay to behave like that but it's
1: like me and you here talking about having the awareness of that it's just like if someone never even entertains the thought of that even being existing you know
0: right or, or what would thought. i like why would i think about that why should i
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah well the i could give lots of reasons for why it would be nice if people did that if they did pay more yeah. attention to that. But I also don't think it's my place to say what like where somebody else should be in their life. Yeah. We're it's all experiencing
1: our own our own journeys and lessons every day that are completely independent from one another.
0: Yeah, or they're interconnected, but the or, but, yeah. but your level of learning exists within your level of perception. It's not somebody else's to to decide for you.
1: Yeah. No. Sometimes I think we're actually it's actually not independent. We're actually experiencing all the same emotions constantly, but in different forms. So we can't relate to each other.
0: That's an interesting take. Yeah.
1: Like everyone's having the same experience each moment, but it's, uh, I don't know. That's another concept. That's so like hard to even put into words. Well, it's it's something I like to think about.
0: Yeah. Let's let's leave it open. open Open-ended for people to dream on um yeah well i'm looking at our the clock and i'm thinking we should start to wrap up um oh yeah you want to wrap it up but uh, but i want to make sure you have said what you want to say and if there's other stuff
1: um i guess i just wanted to go back to my album real quick and kind of talk more about the rest of it
0: oh yeah let's do that um
1: i just kind of wanted to go back into what we were talking about the chapters um so it goes the first chapter is for people that are hearing this and then listen to the album or whatever, or have heard the album already. The first chapter is a like perfect definition of my current sound spirit trap. The first four songs, especially spiritual GTA, which I have a music, my, my uh, first, actually my second music video, but the first music video I um, edited.
0: Oh, nice. You, You did the editing.
1: Yeah. I learned how to use final cut. I got it with a bundle on my computer. It came with the music software logic. So
0: Awesome.
1: I thought I'd just teach myself how to edit and do it and do it myself because you know that's how I'm gonna get the best product for, for this specific
0: work. Yeah. And then our friend Dustin shot it, right?
1: Yeah, Dustin. Yeah, has he been on the podcast? Yeah, recently. Yeah. Oh sweet. Yeah, Dustin uh, he he directed it, he filmed it. He helped me with getting everything set up, how to, you know, how to set up the editing, how to um, get the camera working. We filmed it on this like 90s, 1991 VHS Pana, Panasonic. Nice. So it's like those old handheld cameras in between the digital or the little smaller tapes and before the big, you know, VCA, VHS tapes. Right,
4: that's
1: but It cool. came out super cool.
0: Yeah, it looks nice. And then we should also give a shout out to Charlie, right? He, oh, yeah. Charlie's
1: in the video. He mixed and mastered the song. He, al- he also helped me mix and master the whole album. Um, yeah, he's starring. He's co-starring in that video. You can catch him in some background scenes in the liquor store and stuff like that. Yep.
0: but and he Yeah, that's cool to know he was involved in the sound, too.
1: Yeah, he mixed and mastered that track specifically and the whole album too, except for a couple songs that I had already finished before.
0: That's great. Uh, he's a wizard.
1: Um, yeah. So the, so that's the first chapter, that's like the spirit trap sound. And then the second chapter, I, I best describe it as like, kind of like still showing my sound, but showing more my versatility between like genres and, and melodies and stuff. Okay. Um, Then the third chapter, the third chapter is called Kane's chapter. It's the whole chapter is, well, the whole album is dedicated to him. But this chapter specifically is like his feature. It starts off with um, Cold, which is a song that was kind of made pretty soon after he passed away. It's kind of like just a raw type of diary song about, you know, what it's like to lose someone tragically and, and how we were feeling in that moment. But then the rest of the songs in that chapter actually kind of go chronologically backwards um, in terms of his most recent work to then that chapter ends with No Patience, which is one of the earlier songs we made when he lived out in Hollywood. So you kind of get to go through this little time machine and see like our old music at the very end. But it starts with our most recent music. So it's cool. That's cool. I
0: like that. So it's different than a lot of stuff. It would be the opposite,
1: you know? Oh yeah. Like going from older to new. Yeah. Just
0: totally chronological. But I, I yeah. like that you, I like that you didn't really set out to do it that way, but that's how it came out.
1: It, exactly. I didn't even plan any of this, but it, it all just kind of fell into place when I was putting the track list together and thinking about, you know, the songs and what they meant and all, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's cool too, because each of the songs, that start the chapters are collaborations with me and my bro KB, who is my longtime brother and producer, and he's um, he's made uh, he made eleven out of sixteen of the beats on this on the album, so he's a oh, wow. big big part of this of the Spirit Trap sound as well, and he also features on I think five or four songs on the album.
0: Yeah, I heard him definitely co- coming in and out.
1: Yeah, so he he, me and him, our collaborations are the first song of every chapter. They kind of kick off each chapter with, you know, a kind of raw expression of how we were feeling, how we were grieving, how we were processing, you know, whatever we were going through at that time of making those songs. Because all the songs, the four songs that lead each chapter, those were made after uh, Justice passed away, and we would hang out and make music, and that was, you know, that's all we really
0: knew how to do. To to try and move forward. It's pretty awesome that you had that though. Cuz cuz yeah. I mean what a what an amazing way to get through the grieving process and also honor the person you're grieving.
1: Yeah, it felt yeah, it felt like the only right thing to do.
0: Yeah. Cool. I well, I look forward to listening to it again knowing, knowing that about it. And, and, and then
1: the, the last the one thing I wanted to say just the last chapter it all kind of sums up back as you go through the time machine of the third chapter, then the fourth chapter kind of starts with realization, which is the song I made a couple days after that spiritual experience kind of faded away. Uh-huh. So the fourth chapter really is represented by just a, like the song says, a realization of, you know, the lessons learned through the grieving process, the experiences shared with your loved one, the, you know, the, the spiritual aspect of life and death and all that everything you know it's just kind of all summarized into the, these four tracks are just like all kind of have different realizations within them but all will have an overarching just general like infinite love type type energy i don't know
0: nice i like it yeah had, and yeah are and, you uh, have, um, plans for I, I know you're gonna keep making music so i assume oh be yeah more albums to come
1: Oh yeah, tons of stuff coming in the age of Aquarius, the new year. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: Um, we got uh, some more music videos with Dustin coming. We're gonna do. We're planning on like some little, like maybe like some short films for some videos instead of some more direct music videos. Some more cool, like you know, maybe like a horror film or something like that. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be cool. Love it. Also more music. I'm working on getting some clothing out, you know, so people can rock the album cover or rock, you know, some designs that I've been working on. Um, what else we got cooking? We got this podcast coming out. My fir- first interview ever.
0: Excellent. Well,
1: going to be, I'm excited for people to hear
0: this. Yeah. I'm really glad we finally got to talk, man. It's uh yeah. Thanks for your patience. And, uh, and, uh, Waiting for the Earth to turn around again.
1: Yeah, literally. I th- honestly, I honestly think it was exactly one year from when we were supposed to do it, and everything that happened in the world, and me working on the album, and you doing your own stuff, and everything. You know, we kind of linked back, and after not having talked sent talked for a while, you know, it kind of worked out perfectly.
0: Yep, meant to be, my man. Yeah.
1: One other thing I wanted to say is just for anyone listening that if they want to, you know, check out my stuff, they can follow me on Instagram at Milowolf, M-I-L-O-W-O-L-F. Uh, that's also, also you can uh, listen to the album and other releases on milowolf.bandcamp.com. Cool, man.
0: Excited for, for more people to get their hands on it. Or their ears, yeah.
1: rather. Yeah, I'm just so grateful to be to be here and being able to express myself in this, in this life, in this time period. And, you
0: know, in this present moment, I'm, I'm grateful you're here too, man. I've known you, uh, a very long time, uh, oh, yeah. before you were conceived, I guess, <laughs> um, when I was still, still choosing my life path. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's actually, let's talk about that just for a minute before we go. Oh, yeah. Like, how, how do you feel about, The parents you
1: got and the family you're born into you know oh my gosh i I love my parents so much i couldn't have been blessed with a more beautiful family um my parents and my sister they're so supportive of everything i do and my dad was one of the reasons i even got into i know justice i said that justice inspired me with making my own songs but my dad is the reason you know i even had an inkling towards being creative also with music with you know, his amazing drawings, all that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's inspired quite a few people, I think, um, probably more than he knows.
1: Oh, yeah, and continues to this day. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. That's all it's about. That's one thing I really realized from that experience that we can end on is just that, one, this is heaven, and two, that everything is inspiration, Everything, even if you think it's not, it is
0: it's yeah it's it can be it's available to be used as inspiration or learning of some kind mm. if you want right yeah, so don't overlook all those little things, even the bad yeah. things
1: pay pay attention to that little bird that flew past your car to tomorrow. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like future.
1: Watch that little bird for five more seconds tomorrow and see how you feel.
0: That's good advice. (laughs) Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks so much. It's great. Great talking to you. Good to catch up and learn more about what what you've been going through and, you know, how you put it all together in this beautiful uh, piece of work.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for, for inviting me to be on this. Like, this is so such an awesome opportunity I'm so happy that we one got to do this but also got to reconnect because I really care about you and I really love you bro
0: love you too man uh, thanks thanks for saying so you got, I'm uh, I, I feel very strongly about everybody in your family it's just being some some great souls some really awesome people likewise so I'm honored to know you all
1: yeah and we're gonna we're gonna party once we can once we can uh, link back up again, for sure.
0: We will, yeah. Hopefully, it's not. Uh, hopefully, it'll be before the next New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, faithfully. Yeah, we'll be able to move around again, move about the cabin one of these days. Yeah,
1: get get old, good old Doctor Biden in there. Right. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs>
0: get some kind of normal back. I hope so, or something. Something we can live with without uh, yeah. discomfort constantly. Yeah, um, amen. All right, man. Well, on that note, it's it's a uh, good good talking to you as always, and let's talk again soon. I'll let you know when this is a uh, rip roaring and live. Oh, sweet, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be posting it everywhere. Okay, cool. You'll probably get me more more fans than I can get you, but I'll try. You never know. You never know. <laughs> all right, Milo. The, rip, the ripple effect. It's it's real. It's happening right <laughs> now. Yep. Well, let's uh, let's talk soon. All right, sounds good. Have a good rest of the night. Happy New Year. Oh yeah, Happy New Year. Let's uh, I'll see you see you when I see you. I'll be in touch. All right, peace out, Justin. See you, man. Lots of love. Yeah. Bye. thanks for listening everybody that's my friend Milo Wolf thank you Milo for sharing your uh, yourself some stuff about yourself and for sharing your music uh, that was a new challenge for me to try to place interludes with lyrics um but I like challenges some of them and uh he told you where to find his music but I'm going to tell you again uh You can listen and download at milowolf.bandcamp.com That's M-I-L-O-W-O-L-F And you can find him on Instagram at Milowolf So check out his new album, Infinite Love It's not as new as it once was Uh, As you heard, we recorded this back on New Year's Eve of 2020 And I want to thank Milo for being so incredibly patient uh, while I rearranged some episodes and figured out how to change the name and design a new logo with my brother. Thank you, brother. Um, So, yeah, it was a long haul, especially since we rescheduled from a year earlier. So thank you, Milo. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for bearing with the big gaps between episodes lately. Um, I'm starting to get back on track after some setbacks and delays and attempted coups and things like that. Um, You know how it is. So, uh, oh yeah, and if you want to find my new Patreon, I have a whole new, all new tiers uh, some of the same rewards, but some new ones. Some limited time offers. Some things just for signing up. Little stickers and magnets and merchy kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so go check it out. That would be found now at Patreon.com/slash I love you anyway. And uh, that's about it for now. I do love you anyway. So uh, you know, do what you gotta do. And, uh, I will too. Talk to you soon.